This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 27th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to go over some news and notes, just a few things we're gonna kind of go in depth on. Kind of spread things out a little bit here. We'll kind of do some news as well on Friday, but some interesting stuff. And with me to break that all down is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Well rested, back from vacation, ready to go. Nice. How was it out there? Yeah, it was pretty good. Sunny for five days, and the last two days were pouring down rain, but uh, it was still fun. Politics have been crazy, man. With that. Yeah, I know. Dude, all I know is um, Howard Dean was on yesterday, and that was that was the highlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do the Bia, the, the guy that yells, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, he did like the, we're going to go to Washington, D.C., take back the White House. <laughs> no, so, so good. Uh, okay, so and then fantasy football season too. That's another thing, man. Training oh God, what training camp soon? Yeah, right? it's starting. Oh God, I gotta yeah. get caught up on football. Yeah, I've been kind of delving into that lately. Yeah, gotta, gotta protect my. I, I only won one title last year, but I gotta defend it. <laughs> uh, cool. So, and then also the Olympics are coming up too. So uh, NBC Sports is actually gonna do a podcast with Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, kind of like a. Uh, pop culture thing, which is going to be kind of fun. Uh, obviously, no figure skating, but those guys are... Uh, I'm not a figure skating guy, but uh, I'll admit they they have some colorful analysis and whatever they're talking about. So, yeah, just uh, give, check that out if you're uh, looking for something to listen to join the Olympics. In case you missed it, Amari Sotomayor announced his retirement, and it's crazy how it's such a tale of two teams with this guy. There's the pre with the Suns. T- terrific player. And then goes to a... He was great early. We'll get to that, and then dad. Uh, so, <laughs> what were your? You're a little younger than me, so you probably don't remember peak Amari like I do. I, I was. I loved Amari, and kind of when Amari got started. So, 2003 Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's pretty much when I really got into fantasy. So, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I was a huge Amari fan. I have a an, a, a, an Amari Stoudemire High School jersey, which is kind of weird. He's from Florida. Um, kind of a, just I have a Jason Kidd high school jersey too. I have like uh, Jordan Brand made a couple weird ones, like one a uh, couple seasons. I thought they were cool. Anyways, uh, so what, what do you what do you remember about Stoudemire? And what do you kind of take away from his career that's over now? Well, I'm a little dis- I'm a little jealous to be honest. When I was <laughs> I mean I was 13 when he had his best season, so I was an NBA fan of course, but I've only watched like three four games of him that season maybe, and it's just a shame. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so just I look at these numbers, I'm just like in shock. Like we're so used to seeing him put up ten points a game in the last four seasons. And yeah. Back then it was twenty six, eight, two blocks. It was insane. Yeah, he was. I mean, like you said, in two thousand, he was rookie of the year. First of all, when he was, I mean, he wasn't like the fantasy guy. He was worth owning, but yeah. he really turned it on in oh uh, six oh seven. He was top ten and. Uh, 07 08, he was number two in fantasy to Chris Paul. Uh, he was just unbelievably good that year if he drafted him. Like, and he was, I think he went like, um, pretty, he went late first that year, I think. So it was pretty solid. But yeah, 25, 9, 2.1 blocks. 
uh, 0.8 steals, 80% from the line, 59% from the field. I mean, the guy was just, he was like a fantasy stud. And his assist, or his turnovers were only 2.2. So he was just a, a nine cap monster. Just to That's round insane, out the, man. Yeah, just to round, that, round it out. Um, top 15 in 09 uh, to 10, and then top 10 his first year with the Knicks. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he was, and when he signed that five-year, $100 million deal, that was kind of a game changer. Not mm-hmm. a lot of guys made that kind of money. And to put it in perspective, in the last year of his deal, and a lot of people know this, he was the second highest paid player for a guy who played 24 minutes a game with the Knicks and played even fewer minutes when he was uh, off to Dallas. Uh, it, it was just terrible. I mean, he it was like one of the worst contracts. And then also he was third highest uh, in the two previous seasons, and he just didn't put up numbers. Uh, and that started the Knicks' downfall. Yeah, exactly. Kobe was number one, and then Dirk was number two for the, that two-year stretch, and then again, Amari was number two in the yeah. last year of his deal. But yeah, I, I mean, if, if you're not too familiar, you could just go to Amari Dunks and, and like... <laughs> I mean, the, the seven seconds or less sun, man. I mean, they're they're one of the most fun teams I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, I, I don't know. Just, uh, some it could spend a good day on YouTube watching that. Yeah. Uh, and just one other thing, I, I kind of delved into um, just overpaid players. Um, <laughs> Richard Lewis. I mean, he. It's amazing how how much overpaid he was. Uh, mm-hmm. Second highest paid player in 2010-11 for a 12-5 and two stat line. Um, and then he was the fourth highest paid player in 11-12, 28 games of an 8-4-1 stat line. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, God. that was just, I mean, that was one of those. And him, him and Amari are, I always say this, you're paying contracts for what they're going to do. Like, exactly. And they got Amari, you know he's past his prime. They picked up Rashard Lewis after nine seasons. I mean, both these guys had knee issues. It just is kind of a head scratcher. So yeah, like we've been saying, I mean, yeah, Alan Crab is expensive, but you're gonna get Crab uh, on the upswing. And as much as I bash Harrison Barnes, same thing. Uh, so I'd rather have that than pay for a guy that you know is gonna deteriorate. I agree completely. Just don't say the same thing about Evan Turner, and we're good. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Same. Thing. <laughs> Turner's Turner's peak, man. He's he yeah, exactly. Paydays, so he's kind of you're catching him at like the tail end. The, the last couple years of that deal. Which I hate, yeah. by the way. We didn't have you on to talk about that. I mean, Portland is paying up, uh, for, for, and they paid Mo Harkless. Uh, I mean, we, I like, I kind of like the Harkless deal to be honest. Yeah, I thought too. he was, I thought he was really good in the postseason. Yeah, he's got a real nice fit. I mean, Stotts is the mastermind of figuring out how to get guys to do what they're best at. Uh, yeah, like Harkless is. He wasn't. He got early in his career. I, I forget what it was. But I would always look up the amount of times he would get blocked per game, and it's ridiculous. Like the mm. guy was just always getting blocked at the rim, and yeah, I mean he's he's got a nice little role with the the combo stuff. But they got kind of a log jam there. Man, they have they're probably the deepest team in the NBA now. Would you agree? Um, they they're up there. I still like Denver's depth. I'd probably take them, uh, but it's pretty close. I mean, but you add in star potential too with CJ. Kind of oh yeah, I'm just talking top. pure depth. I mean, oh yeah, gotcha. D- I mean, Denver has, they have, besides point guard, they have pretty much yeah, three at every position. <laughs> they're loaded. I mean, yeah. they had they have three really good shooting guards, and they wanted Dwayne Wade too. So yeah, exactly. Would have been even crazier. Yeah, they need like we've been saying they need to make like a three for one trade. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I guess anything you want to add on Amari? Not like, really. Just right. like I said, I'm super jealous. You yeah, got the right. good. You got the good old days, and I got the the Dallas and Miami days of Amari. So <laughs> he can enjoy plenty of red wine bass now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So current injury news: a big one is Campaign has a Jones fracture. This is bad news. He's not going to do the crazy Kevin Durant long healing thing, which is risky. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys go that route, and they suffer rebreaks. So you got to be careful. This is this is a bad spot, man. Uh, campaign coming off a nice summer league. He was the high man in Orlando with 18.8 points per game, four and a half boards, four, ste- uh, four assists, 1.5 steals. Looked great, uh, really composed. Uh, like what he was doing, but man, he says he'll be ready. But uh, a guy that I was thinking about taking late in drafts to stash. Yeah, I hate this now. I'm probably off him completely. Um, just to be clear, I, I didn't see the the actual surgery report. Was it um, bone graft surgery or no? Uh, well, I know it's not the the Durant surgery because he would be out longer than than Cam right. for sure. I didn't see the specifics either, but I mean, there's no way it'll be. Yeah, if, if he got the Durant surgery, Durant was what March to pretty much right at the beginning of the year. So you're talking seven eight months. And they're also being super cautious too, though, just because it was Durant. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, he had the rebreak, so he needed to get the bone graft. So I think they're just going to say, "All right, first try," because a lot of guys get the first. Um, Jones fracture happens quite a bit, uh, yeah. relatively speaking. So yeah, I mean, first time, you don't need to go bone graft. But you're right, though. You're you're saying like they're saying he's ready for training camp. I don't think there's any way he's ready for training camp. Like, yeah, not the beginning. We're talking September. It. That's that's pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to take their time. I mean, it all, and this is all tied into Russell Westbrook, with who's in the news talking about not happy with Durant and all that. So, and they are if pain if pain isn't ready, uh, they're going to be in pain uh, <laughs> exactly. on their depth chart. So, yep. are you with me? Is he kind of off the table for you now? Even if you know, I mean, I'm talking like 16 teams. Yeah, sure, but like, I was thinking about taking him like last pick 12th just to stash. I think you kind of want to see what happens with Russell Westbrook over the next two weeks, but if Russell Westbrook re-signs, I probably won't take him right away. I mean, he'll obviously be on my radar, but right. if we keep hearing all these rumors, like to Boston or something like that for Westbrook, then sure, I'll take pain with probably my last pick. Yep, that's pretty much where I am. So the, the injury factor is kind of not not that really a big of a deal for you? Like you said, it's his first time. It's the first, really, it's probably the first major injury he's had that I can think of, so... Yep. I'm not too worried about it. With your last round pick, you're going for upside there, so I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, if he's not ready, like what are they? They don't even really have a backup plan. They'll they'll, they'll trade for a point guard if they deal Westbrook, I guess. Maybe we'll see Depot there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Depot uh, and Roberson in the backcourt. We could tie Depot in here really fast. Uh, he's yeah. going to get a max max extension. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. Absolutely. Love me some Depot. The league needs more two-way wings. Yeah, man. And, yeah, plays multiple positions. Love that. I mean, we see him play some three, some one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's another guy that um, – it, it was crazy. He went from fantasy doghouse with Durant and Westbrook and then Durant bolts. And now <laughs> now Depot's looking real nice. Yeah. Where are we taking him? Probably third, man. I don't, mm. I don't think he'll make it to the fourth. I agree. He's going to have a lot of shots. I mean, Cantor will get some, but I think his shot distribution will be pretty similar. And then the the bonus is if Westbrook is dealt, 
Oh my that, god, yeah. Yeah, Depot's possibly top ten player. And he's gone on month stretches where he's elite and he's going into his prime now. Uh, so yeah. he's 24, so I mean, he's he's going to be awesome. Yeah, with Westbrook, I think he's got second-round upside, so I think third round's probably fair. Yep, yeah, I, I don't see. if he sit, I'd like to take him in the fourth, and it depends on who I'm looking at, but I think yeah. that that's kind of where um, I'd expect him to go. Uh, just yeah. an awesome fantasy player, uh, especially when he, now that he's added some three-pointers. Yep. Uh, okay, so moving to... I guess uh, Oladipo has replaced this guy, and that's Dion Waiters. Uh, he's done, he'll do more than replace him. Uh, Waiters, same thing, 24 years old, but, man, he screwed up. Uh, he had that qualifier off the, on the table, and OKC eventually rescinded it, so he couldn't take it anymore. And then a couple of days later, $2.9 million for the first year, and then he had a player option, which he won't take at 2.9, I mean. No, absolutely and not. basically, like, unless, if, his, if he could still walk, he'll probably, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. unless he gets a severe injury, I don't mean to joke around, but, uh, yeah. yeah, he should be cool. So, just to throw some stats out there before I get your opinion, um, his, his splits on usage are, are hilarious, uh, and his minutes with uh, Westbrook and Durant, he had a 10.5 usage rate. Tiny, uh, 53-2 shooting, which is okay. Without them, um, 30.7 usage rate. Oh, my uh, gosh. 46.2 true shooting is, is really bad. Uh, so um, what, what's your – is he someone you're like remotely looking at? He's gonna. We'll talk about Josh Richardson in a second, but is he on your radar with this new role? Is it bad that he's not at all? No. Uh, I'm with you. I'll get to why I'll say so. Yeah, uh, let me explain why. Josh Richardson's twice the player he is. Um, the, the Heat committed a ton of money to Tyler Johnson. He's probably going to play some too as well. And Deion Waiters just isn't very good. <laughs> I mean, the last three games of the Thunder season, he was, an, he was a ghost. He didn't do anything against the Warriors. So, yeah, I, he turned down $6.9 million to take two point nine with the Heat. He just wants to go to the beach. That's all it is. I don't. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I did some digging on this because he is never good for fantasy. And I did some digging. I went through like all his game logs and I tried to pinpoint like the best month of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the last month of the 2013-14 season, and it looks pretty good. Twenty-one points, two point six boards, four assists, one steal, half a block, uh, and one point seven threes on forty-six field goal and seventy-one free throw. That sounds great. That's only sixth round value. I mean, that's again one month. Uh, yeah. That's that's not sustainable. And yep. usually he's garbage. Uh, if you look at his uh, monthly game logs, he hit forty percent once last year. Oh, I mean, gosh. every year he's below forty percent, and he was consistently at like thirty nine. <laughs> but come on, dude. Um, I mean, not a great free throw shooter. Seventy point seven in his career with a slight downward trend. Yeah, dude. I mean, this guy is just not made for fantasy. I mean, we may talk about him for DFS, and I think he's going to get minutes. And uh, there's, I mean, they're going to play a lot of small ball. We've seen Spolstra play Winslow with the five, um, which yeah. I don't expect to happen too much. But just to say, I mean, uh, Spolstra really is open to anything. So, yeah, positionless basketball, basically. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I think we're going to see him. I think we're going to talk about him a little bit on DFS. And I think we're going to probably have him in a couple games where people be asking us, should we pick him up after he scores? Yeah. I can see him scoring 30 a couple nights. You know, it's just Who uh, knows? the body of work isn't going to be very good. What I, what I saw yesterday in the story, they're saying he's going to start and they're going to push Josh Richardson to the three and then Winslow to the four if Bosch is out. So Yeah. 
Um, Could be a lot of minutes, but I'm still not. I'm still not liking waiters at all. Yeah, I think I would start waiters too. Um, Richardson's not a high volume guy. Neither mm-hmm. Drogic isn't really the highest volume guy. This hurts Drogic ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, takes a little bit of shots away from Whiteside, and then whatever they do at power forward. <laughs> Um, and I don't think Winslow's shots are affected really anyways. He kind of has a ceiling for uh, amounts of shots. But yeah, again, uh, um, Richardson's off the table for me now too, probably in 14-teamers. Mm-hmm. Still, I'd still probably take uh, Richardson with my last round pick if he was there. Yeah, I don't know. I just think 40% of waiters' minutes are coming right off Jay Rich. Hmm. You don't think so? I think he's going to be a bust in Miami. I really do. Think I think he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna be he's exposed gonna if he, like he already hasn't. He's, he's gonna play, but not he won't last. Is what I'm saying. How many minutes do you think he'll be like from starting to finishing? You think he'll start? I, think, I, I would probably about 26 to start. You think he'll drop from there? I think right out of the gate is 25, 26, and then I think he'll go down to 18, 17. Ooh, that's, that's pretty yep. harsh for 24. Yep. Yeah. He's just not very good, man. Oh, he's not. He's not. No. <laughs> but Miami definitely needs scoring, man. We'll see. It's yeah. uh it's an interesting fit. Okay, so the team we wanted to see get Deion Waiters very, very much so is the Kings. <laughs> and man, Sacktown Royalty, the SB Nation blog, they had quite the interview with Rudy Gay. The, the fantasy side of things is he had micro tears in his Achilles and uh, had a little procedure. Said he's uh, felt better now than he has in at least the last two years. Hmm. So that's cool. Um, so let's... Yeah, let's talk about Rudy Gay, the fantasy player first, and then we'll talk about the, the craziness in, in Sacramento. So Rudy Gay uh, played 70 games, fifth round per game, so pretty good. Uh, and he really has, I'd say, turned it around from when Toronto, he looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clicked, so um, again. How about that field goal percentage? Yeah, th- the bottom line of what we're going to talk about is he could get traded. So uh, I think that hurts a lot, so a guy that I'm a little bit scared to take, um, who I, I'm always kind of like, all right, Rudy Gay's there in the fifth or sixth, let me, t- I'll grab him, you know, unless there's yeah. someone I really want to take. So, um, I'm probably, you're probably looking at like, because if he gets traded to, the Pacers are close, um, I've seen their name, and if he gets traded to the Pacers, his value's destroyed. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I think you're thinking like eighth, ninth round, maybe even tenth, I don't, I just, I don't see it. It's going to be tough. I'm still around. I put him in the seventh, eighth range just because yeah. we both know he's getting traded. Like, he's got one year left in his deal. Next year's a player option, which he's not going to take just because of the salary cap. So, yeah, he's going to be moved. I don't see any situation where he can move to right now that's going to, like, really benefit him. So, I think seventh, eighth round is fair. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I just, I just don't see this. I, I, what do you think the odds of him getting traded are? I say 80%. I mean, look at this right? interview. I'm, I'm reading this interview right now as we're talking and, it's crazy. He basically yeah. just... I mean... It's unreal. He, he's turning 30 next month. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I... If he's sitting there in the 11th, I still don't even know if I take him, man. I mean, the downside's so huge. I mean, he You just gotta take a, him. You gotta take him if he's there in 11. Yeah, I guess. Got to. I don't think he will be, but... 30-year-old, man. Once you hit 30, dude, I'm, I'm a... I kind of have a tough time drafting you. I mean, we both agree that he's gonna be gone before we... We have the chance to get him. Oh, and that's for sure. Fine with us. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, you can't take him mid round anymore. I don't think so. I mean, like, fourth, fifth, sixth, no thank you. I mean, there's so many other guys with ceilings I'd take there. Okay, so I alluded to it. 
these quotes are ridiculous. Again, good uh, Sacktown royalty for the whole thing, but I'll just give you the highlights. So he's, he was talking about, well, first of all, I thought the, the best things were he said that they felt like they knew that George Carl Boogie Cousins feud was going to happen. <laughs> Quote, we knew that was going to happen going into the season. What? You think? <laughs> yeah. And then the other, the other funny bit was um, when he said the positives last season, he said, quote, uh, we were in the eighth seed for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, your, that's your highlight. And he said small, t- small victories. Yeah. Uh, and he talked oh, – the, the gist of it was he didn't feel like there was great communication. He cited not being up front. He thought that Mike Malone getting fired was the start of it, quote unquote. Um, and yeah, he just said he wants to he wants people to make sure that he's happy, and he felt like that the the Kings weren't weren't doing that. Uh, yeah, it's it's unreal. I mean, you don't usually see that kind of honesty, and Kings, <laughs> it's, it's, that's it. <laughs> so, does it tur- does it turn around this year? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they trade him, they have to get a small forward back. Yeah, I agree. They've been fighting that wing battle for for years. Um, it's like their main issue every year is like, all right, we need help on the wing. Man, their lineup looks so bad right now. Oh, it's terrible. Like, I don't, I don't trust Aflalo. I don't. I mean, I mean, he could. I guess Aflalo would if they don't get a good small forward back. And they have Matt Barnes, but I don't think Matt Barnes is really a twenty-five minute a game guy. Mm-hmm. And Boogie Cousins rumors are going to start flying. I think, but we'll mm-hmm. see. I think Jaeger can kind of keep it under control. It's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a disaster, man. Oh, yeah. It Willie Cauley-Stein looked horrible in Summer League. Absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. He was hands down the most disappointing player. Yeah. But Talking yeah. about how he wants to improve on the offensive end and showcase his talents and he can't finish a layup. So. Yeah, I think the Kings offseason is pretty good. And even on you know not taking into account they're the Kings. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I thought the Barnes deal was okay. I mean, Garrett Temple's a decent pickup. Uh, they're needing help there. Um, yeah, they got I mean, Malachi registered for Bellinelli, which was a good deal. Yep, that was a good one. Like all their moves were good. I didn't really like their draft too much. I actually, especially didn't like their draft um, yeah. with George's Papagiannis, which was um, uh, Ed Isaacson called that the reach of the first round. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, solid little, and they're setting themselves up for next year. So, yeah, do you see where do you see them finishing in the West? Um, twelfth. Yeah, it's probably about. I think I said thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, not very good. So yeah, I mean, they're gonna be pretty much just the. I think the Suns will kind of be in there, but I think Denver will leapfrog them. Pelicans will leapfrog them. Wolves will leapfrog them for sure. So and then I, Jazz obviously will be up there too. Yeah, and then I think the only teams that could drop below them would be Dallas, um, yeah. Memphis maybe if uh, Gasol's foot doesn't hold. But yeah. the West West depth is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> this is a shame too because this means Cousins might get shut down again. Yeah, well, maybe on a different team. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so the Pelicans made some interesting moves. They made a lot of changes. They've had a lot. I mean, small pickups, nothing big. I mean, they got Tim Frazier back, Langston Galloway, Eton Moore was a nice pickup. They're really terrific year shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also picked up um, our boy, and not <laughs> Mr. Bickerstaff's boy, Terrence Jones, who yep. we love this guy, man. When he's when he's on, he's had months at a time where he's putting up early round value. But yeah, yeah. The wheels just fell off for him. What do you think? Yeah, there. He's had some weird injuries, man. But 
you got to yeah. love him in New Orleans. He's, his old teammate, Anthony Davis, won a championship with him at Kentucky. They're going to have chemistry. Like I think we both agree that Anthony Davis is probably going to play a ton of center. Oh, for sure. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Then, then power forward is wide open, and I think Terrence Jones is going to get some of those minutes, and I think Solomon Hill as well. I, th- I thought Diallo played good in summer league, but he's not ready yet. So I like Terrence Jones. He's going to get a lot of minutes at power forward. Yeah, Omer's d- done. Uh, Jensa gets in the doghouse too fast. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think I probably have him in the, the mid-teens for minutes out of the gate, and then maybe he can earn more. Um, exactly, another, yeah. Another guy. He's, some, he's, some, he's basically a stash early on. Yeah. Uh, you drafted him? I don't, think, I don't think I can draft him. If I do draft him, it probably will be in the late round just to see how training camp plays out. Yeah. If Anthony Davis starts at center and we hear Terrence Jones has a chance to start at power forward, then yeah, I'll take him in the late rounds. I'm pretty sure they're still going to – as bad as he is, I think they're still going to start over. They'd really like to kind of mix it up, and especially with uh, – yeah, I, I don't know. Just, Terrence Jones isn't that great of a floor spacer and anything like that. So I mean, if they wanted to start someone, you know, maybe they would go with Solo at the four. I think that maybe make more sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's weird. I I mean, I'd probably rather take TJ over Cameron Payne. Um, all yeah, equal. I agree. But uh, I mean, Terrence Jones, he only needs twenty twenty five minutes based on his per minute numbers. I mean, he's yeah, his best season was when he had, when he averaged twenty six minutes a game. So I mean, that's fine with me. Yeah. Plus, so. he'll stay healthy that way too. Yeah, new role, good system, up tempo. So yeah, kind of similar. Runs the floor pretty well. And like um, you're saying, Omer Asik's probably going to start just because I mean they're paying him. Yeah. They're paying him a ton of money just to maybe see if they can trade him with yeah. a couple of good performances. It's such a bad. It's still. A, I've seen people say that um, pretty much every deal before this. Is okay now because it's such the, the the huge increase in salary. Yeah, nah, man. Except Osik. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, um, we touched on Solo Hill. Well, you go first on this one. What, what's your what's your take on on him? You're gonna hear a lot about Solomon Hill this off season, but I'm just not on the bandwagon, man. I I don't like him. He's had he didn't he wasn't in the rotation last year, and then the last seven games of the season he played pretty good, and he played decent against Toronto in the playoffs, but. That's not enough for me to draft him. Absolutely not. Not in standard leagues, but yeah, he's going to get minutes. But still, I'm not really feeling him. Yeah. I don't know if you disagree or not, but no, I'm with you, man. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely one of the the big overpays of of the off season. Four years, fifty two million dollars. It's insane. As, as you hinted, I mean, just before he got hot in a little bit in April, uh, had the great twenty five point finale. Hopefully, you mm-hmm. started him in DFS that day. <laughs> um, and yeah, twenty-eight minutes in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. that was kind of matchup based. You look at his minutes per month; we'll kind of go up here. So two total minutes in October, eight point two in November. So he's, and this is plenty of DMPs. I want to say eight, um, ten point two in December, twelve point four in January, fourteen point three in February, fifteen point five in March. So he's going up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I said. I mean. It's not like he's like a rookie. He's 25. Exactly. So it's just more about the fit, and they really went with a couple lineup tweaks to to make it work. Uh, guys were hurt. CJ Miles couldn't stay healthy, and things along those lines. Rodney Sucky, all that. So no, thank you. And Hill's probably going to start at small forward open opening night. I mean, he's going against Quincy Pondexter just because Tyreek Evans is still a, a little bit of ways away from returning, but yeah. still not taking him. Oh yeah, no way. I mean, he could shoot the three. I mean, may, maybe. I mean, if if like if I'm in a deep league and I'm like, all right, I need 
and all my high ceiling guys get taken. He has a nice ceiling. I mean, he can shoot the ball. So. Yeah. Good free throw shooter. I mean, doesn't really hurt you anywhere. So not not the worst guy. So I, I'm probably I probably take him before TJ. Or, but again, I don't think I'd probably take them in twelve teamers. And I'm taking I'm taking TJ before Hill yeah. just because of the upside. Yeah. But I mean, new role, man. Some guys we've seen just kind of go off in new roles. Yeah, don't write him off completely. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch him, especially if he starts. But yeah, because you know, don't Jim's, get too excited. They signed him to shoot. I think. Yeah. I mean, he's a good he's a good uh, spot up shooter. I don't yeah. I haven't really seen him shoot off the dribble yet, so we'll oh, see. Yeah, he can't shoot off the dribble, least. really. Yeah, but he, yeah, he kind of kind of grew. Um, mm-hmm. What? Well, let me look up his because post break he was hitting some decent amount of threes. Post break he was yeah forty one point three beyond the arc. Pre break seventeen point nine. Wow! <laughs> so he doubled up. Pretty crazy. And I know he shot good in the postseason as well, if I remember right. He was at 45 total, 50, yeah, 58% from three. Good God. Yeah, so getting that uh, that, that playoff cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, right around 30-minute pod. Pretty good. Yep. Anything else you got going on? Uh, no, real quick, was Solomon Hills the worst contract of the offseason, or are we still going to have the Mozgov? Mozzie, man. Yep, I agree. Age, hurt all the time. That deal, by far. It's not even close. Taking minutes away from Zubok. Yes, <laughs> the Zubots. <laughs> yeah. I want to see some more Zubots. He'll get hurt, though. It's all good. Yep, definitely. God, that's such a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to get out of here on that. Hope everyone enjoys their rest of their week, and thanks a lot for coming on, Jonas. No problem, man. Have a good one. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.